0: of music.
1: Broadcasting from the Blue Ridge Mountains here in the star city of Roanoke, Virginia. Hello everyone, this is Jamie Lee. Boy, what a dreary, miserable January morning we have outside here in the mountains of Roanoke. On this Insurrection Day, January 6, 2024, in the end, we all have stories, not money, not possessions. None of that counts. Only stories count. The universe is made of stories. The trick is to tell them. I remember a weekend a while back, long before the 2020 pandemic, when my brothers escaped to a rented mountain cabin in Alexander, West Virginia. No radio, no electronics of any kind. We all had our cell phones, but we were so far back in the mountains, they didn't work. The weather was kind of like today, dreary. So it forced us indoors. The air was brittle, rainy, and cold. Through our cabin's front windows, we watched the slate clouds race across the mountain range to embrace the rain gods. On the upper slope of that mountain is a jutting rock with its own story of a chief named Wahoo, who, after death, turned monstrous and still purchased right there waiting. When night fell, my youngest brother and I walked up to a little store, the kind with grit on the floor and spittoons for sale. We bought canned food to heat up in the cabin's little microwave, and walking back to the cabin, we watched our breath rise and listened to the stillness of the trees. Felt like snow coming. After we ate, we began to tell stories, family stories. This was not expected or arranged. As we told these tales, I realized how long it had been since we had really talked about much of anything except the chores of life, work, school, old girlfriends, fights we got into, you know, all that crazy stuff. And now the conversation moved into unexplored territory. We told stories about the worst things we had done as kids. My brothers' records had a few brushes with the law. They never backed down from a fight. The beating the other side took was warranted in our eyes. So goes our checkered past. If you picked on one of my brothers, you had all seven of us that you would have to take on. I remember camping out with two of my brothers and a friend in my great-uncle French C's barn in French Creek. We woke up the next morning watching a black snake wrapped around a copperhead snake in the loft where we were sleeping. We decided to pick them up and nail them to a board. We sprayed lighter fluid on them and watched them die together. That was a little weird, but boys will be boys. My brother Don shimmied up the large oak tree in our front yard at our house in French Creek and tied two ropes in the middle of the branch. One was short and the other rope was long. The idea was that one person would grab the smaller rope and swing the other person out wide on the longer rope. You both had to run together and jump off the bank over the hill on the driveway. The rope would swing you around in a big circle, and you landed on the ground back where you started from. This one time, my oldest brother Don grabbed a hold of the shorter rope, and I had the longer rope. We both ran as fast as we could, and And Don slung me out there so far in the air that when I made my turn halfway around, I slammed into the big oak tree and fell to the ground. It knocked me unconscious and broke my nose. My brothers ran into the house and got her mother. She looked at me, wiping my face from all the blood, and told my oldest brother to go back into the house and get a butcher knife. (laughs) She cut down that rope. She never took me into the doctor's office to reset my nose, so to this day my nose is still broken. No wonder I need a CPAP machine to sleep at night. I can't imagine what it was like for our mother to raise seven boys. We were always getting into trouble of some kind. All I know, she had a lot of mercurochrome and Band-Aids. My brother Randy is our family historian. He has a bachelor's degree in history from West Virginia Wesleyan College. He has done a lot of research on our family tree. My great-uncle Ernest Lawrence C. was a lawyer and a Republican politician from West Virginia. He served in the West Virginia House of Delegates from 1927 to 1931, representing Upshur County. He was also a member of the West Virginia State Senate from 1935 to 1943, representing the 12th District. He died in 1985 at the age of 88. His brother was French Augustus C. He was an American farmer, banker, 4-H scholar, state champion, corn grower in 1924, He was a member of the advisory committee at Shenandoah University in Winchester, Virginia, up until 1986. He was an elder and clerk of the session of the French Creek Presbyterian Church from 1932 until 1946. He was a deacon at the First Presbyterian Church in Winchester, Virginia, from 1970 until 1985. He served in the United States Army in 1942. He was a member of the Emeritus Club at West Virginia Wesleyan College in Buckannon. He has a building named after him at the college named the French A.C. Dining Center. He was a mason, shriner, and was a member of the American Legion. He was on the board of directors at the Adrian Buckannon Bank and First Community Bank. He was a livestock consultant in Virginia, West Virginia, and Maryland. He was 88 years old when he passed away. I remember his wife, Hazel, fixing us peanut butter sandwiches for our lunch while I worked at one of his farms. So, this is the Hardman C. conundrum, as my brother Randy tells it. The Hardman C. connection in our family always caused confusion in our family and our friends. The C surname was pronounced like the letter C. That went in conversation with the people added to it. His real first name was Ernest Hardman C. We followed what Dad and others called him Hardman C. When I wanted to confuse friends in the Air Force, I would bring up Hardman C. from where I was from, being West Virginia and the family tree being straight. Randy said, let me explain to his fellow soldiers. Hardman C. was my dad's second cousin. His dad was Lawrence C., who was our dad's first cousin by C., blood, because he was Clarence C.'s son. Clarence was my dad's uncle. Us Hardman boys were related by blood to him because our grandma Hardman's maiden name was Louise C., Clarence's little sister, and the last child born in her family. When our grandma Louise C. married our grandpa, Orrin Hardiman, they weren't related. Lawrence C., when he married Luda Hardiman, Orrin Hardiman's only sister, was our grandma Hardiman's nephew because Lawrence's father, Clarence, was her brother. So Lawrence C. became our great-uncle when he married our great-aunt Luda. They had two children, a boy and a girl, Ernest Hardman C. and his sister Miriam. So Hardman C. was our third cousin by straight-line blood and by marriage, but by our grandma Louise C. Hardman blood, not her brother Clarence's. In Dad's case, he was running around with his first cousin Lawrence C. He could call Uncle Lawrence if he wanted to. You see? Here's another story from my brother Randy. When Randy was about five years old, our family made the annual trip from Michigan back to West Virginia for vacation. While there, we'd visit our grandpa and grandma's families. We'd also make the rounds to my mom's brothers' and sisters' houses and farms. This one time we went to see our Uncle Bud up on Salem Ridge. This incident here happened at the Samples farm down below Uncle Bud's. Don, Rod's Jim, Bill, and I went to visit them and see their goats. Well, my oldest brother Don's view of seeing the goats was up close and personal. He was always the ringleader. We all climbed over the wood fence by the barn where the goats were to visit. To my surprise, at being only five, was that the biggest male goat didn't appreciate us getting into his pen with the other goats. My brothers took off running for the fence and got over it as fast as they could because Grandpa Goat had battering ram horns in a curly Q style like the los angeles rams insignia i was the last one in the pen and my brothers were saying come on randy get over the fence i did fine getting over it but it was like a one way ticket the grandpa ram kept butting me he'd back up and butt me again and again and again as my brothers with the longest arms, being Don and Raj, tried to get me out of the ram jam, I guess you call it. Laughter went to frantic yells real quick, but all's well that ends well. My brothers got me out of there, even though I had bruises on my back and bottom. It was fun while it lasted. My brothers, Chris and David, wanted to stay up much later for more storytelling about our wicked pasts. But some of us were drifting off to sleep. Later that night, I woke up to use the restroom and slipped outside. Snow was falling. I looked up and felt the snow sting my face and thought, This night is good. It's a story. It reminded me of Robert Frost. Half the world is composed of people who have something to say and can't, and the other half who have nothing to say and keep on saying it. This is Jamie. Thanks for listening to A Son Born in the Mountains.